most organizations struggle with the definition and execution of their transformation initiatives. In this podcast, we're bringing some new insight and commentary to some of the most critical in your industry. Together, Noel and I have spent our careers deploying technology to deliver better business performance across a variety of industries and sectors. Today, we're bringing some of this knowledge and experience for your benefit. One of the areas we're going to be looking at really today is digital transformation. And we know a lot of organizations are sort of accelerating their efforts around digital transformation and the importance it has on making sure they stay relevant. And surprisingly, uh, a BCG survey showed uh, 30% of transactions uh, succeed in actually achieving their objectives. And I know Shane's particular expertise is actually helping many transformations turn around. So Shane, thank you so much for joining the session today. I'd love to hear a little bit more about you. Yeah, thanks, Noel. My experience probably spans a couple of different kind of periods in my career. So I've, I've worked as a CIO uh, sponsoring digital transformations. And I've worked as a consultant trying to deliver those transformations to another organization. So it's been great to see it from both perspectives. And I think that's what has informed my work with alumni as we've gone in and looked at these different um, programs of work. So Shane, I just want to dive in a little bit, just in particular around the importance of transformations. I mean, we know organizations that don't effectively deliver against those sort of lose their relevance, Blockbuster, Blackberry, just to name a few. And I just wanted to come back to that statistic I highlighted earlier on, you know, only 30% succeeding. That's a relatively small number. What do you think is leading to such a small, small return? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty shocking statistic and I'm sure it's one that weighs heavily on executive teams and boards as they're contemplating these kinds of programs. The three points that really come to mind for me, Uh, The first is around how the program gets established right up front. The second would be around its strategic alignment to the business. And the third uh, would be around the lack of end-to-end requirements and solution architecture to guide the work going forward. So I feel like first and foremost that the seeds of failure often sound right at the very start of these programs. Mindframes, cost benefits can all be agreed by an executive team and the board well in advance of appropriate delivery analysis being undertaken. They, they become immovable constraints um, and they define whether the program is successful or not, rather than the businesses focusing on the transformative nature of the journey that they're on in the first place. So I think that's one of the biggies. I'm very conscious you've, you've obviously been parachuted a few times into those transformation programs that aren't quite delivering those goals that are expected. And I'm sure like myself and Jason as well, you know, we've been in those sort of environments where there's a lot of investment being put into these transformations because they are so critical to the organization. Yeah, the scale of a transformation means that organizations have to be clear around things like their customer strategy, their channel strategy, their digital strategy, product strategy, migration strategy, goes on and on. But all of those things need to be aligned with each other. Too often when we commence work on a comeback or a transformation turnaround, there's just no clarity around the current state of the strategic mandate for the program. Too much has changed. There's been stakeholder changes or strategy changes. And those things haven't been reflected back into the original program thinking. So that undermines the program because it means future pivots and direction are highly likely as the team uncovers actually what the business is really expecting from them. Yeah. And following on from that, when these programs then later get into trouble, if they haven't 
brought the right people in at the start. And they're in a scenario where, say, the, you as the chief information officer will have had staff come to you and say, hey, this transformation is running badly. We're not getting the results. We're not getting what we need. The board maybe is very frustrated. And the organization is looking at maybe abandoning that journey, maybe pivoting, maybe doing something else when the right strategy would be to stay course. I'm just wondering when you start intervening in a program like that, where do you cut through the rumor and innuendo? Where do you begin to get to the truth? How do you influence the board? How do you make a decision as to whether or not the program should continue? I'd always recommend starting with a bit of a structured diagnostic exercise um, that looks across all the dimensions and gets a fact base, you know, that can help take the emotion out of the debate about how best to melt that comeback effort. We haven't really talked about the people aspects yet. That's also critical because when digital transformation programs are suffering setbacks, there's often elevated turnover, extreme working conditions, people are feeling exhausted. Your best people are often the ones that have suffered the most before the program gets to that point of intervention because they're the ones that are trying to compensate for the problems that are holding the program back. And I think the final piece is really making sure that you over-index on your communications. So that's both within the transformation team itself and right across the organization. You know, you need to be able to talk about the areas that you've identified, where you want to make improvements and set out a really compelling vision, you know, that demonstrates you've learned some lessons and convince people that you've got the board and the executive team re-engaged and recommitted to the new direction the program's going to take. Those things all help settle it down you know, and get the program back on track. Absolutely. That is critical for any success. But I'd also welcome your thoughts around the layers that go down a little, you know, one would probably classify sort of the middle management and, mm. and perhaps a little further. When you're talking large scale transformations, it is holistic, you know, it is organizational wide to that degree. And so I, I find that sometimes people get slightly, slightly lost in thinking, oh, as soon as, as, soon as senior management are on board, we're all good, but actually a lot of the work is being done in those layers below. And obviously you touched on some of the key points there in terms of there's higher attrition because they're the ones that are burning out. Yeah. And I, I think that's when you have that strategic clarity, everyone down through the layers of the organization can be sure that when they turn up for work in the morning, the choices they're making, the decisions they're taking, the guidance that they're giving is actually moving you forward towards the end goal. When there's a lack of clarity about that, it causes confusion, it causes rework. Uh, you've got these large programs. It doesn't take much to, to throw people. You just see people pulling in different directions. They're all trying to do what they think is the right thing. But the reality is they can't tell for sure. And that's why they revert back to whatever they think makes the most sense. That's why I think a high quality diagnostic that puts facts on the table and helps overcome a bit of the storytelling and a bit of the emotion. You've got to look at obviously what the promises were that were made up front and you've got to, you've got to inject a bit of reality. And that's where I think experience comes to the fore in these kinds of turnaround efforts, um, because you've got to be brave, be honest, and actually explain to the board and the executive team, hey, this is where we've got to. This is what it's going to take to, to push through and finish. And you're not the first in the world to run into problems in one of these transformation programs, but the prize is still worth it. Yeah, it is interesting. Everybody says they have a unique problem. I must have worked in probably over 30 telcos over my career in various consulting roles and permanent roles. And after a while, the problem's very common. So the first one would be a lack of experience in transformation. 
So the organization that we were talking about earlier, not having the skills, not having the backlog of experience to, to execute on those transformation properly. And that comes in at a really large number of data points. Things like a major transformation requires the curation and funneling of a very large set of requirements. And an organization operating in BAU is used to maybe managing smaller projects, a trickle through of requirements. So you start at the start and you've broken the funnel of work for the organization. That's usually when trouble starts. Absolutely. And then when you look at the requirements that most of these organizations are trying to deliver, you pretty quickly figure out they're not sufficient for delivery. So they lack internal integrity. So the requirements don't have the right level of dependencies, independencies, the right level of mapping to common goals. They don't get broken down to the same size chunks of works for execution. They don't take into account dependencies that are lower in fixed dates and the starting program I'm talking here. So they end up being dependent on something that can't be done for six months, but the assumption is it can be started right now. Yeah, I get it. It can be very, very concerning when you've invested heavily to transform your business and it's not going well. But to your point, there are solutions to these problems. And I do think that it's worth making that investment to understand what those solutions are. I was just wondering, because I imagine looking at that statistic again, some of our listeners are probably thinking, do you know what, we're probably sat in that 30% percentage. And what, what are what are some of those metrics and reportings, to Jason's point, you know, when, you, when you're coming in to look at trying to establish those facts that are brought in to then see, are we now heading in the right direction? So the critical thing is that the promises you make as a result of going in and looking at these fundamentals and putting them back in place those promises have to be things that you can deliver on. There's a period, I guess, of some fragility where you've made the changes, whatever is required, whatever is called for as a result of that diagnostic. And so the nature of the intervention could be different. But if you've had a monolithic program and now you're moving to more iterative deliveries, really over-index on that first delivery and make sure you knock it out of the park. Building up the confidence of the team, the leadership of the organization, the board is absolutely critical at that point. So you're going to be looking for key outcomes that you're landing each month or each quarter and showing that you're achieving those. You're going to be wanting to see change requests dropping away because now you've aligned the program to the strategy. The driver for constant changes is not there. So you're going to expect to see a much lower volume of change requests that demonstrates that you're on the right path. If you're in an agile environment, you're going to expect to see the whole flow of your squads working better. So you're going to see improved grooming, better velocity, increased achievement of your sprint goals, less work going onto the backlog. And I think you just have to keep on reforecasting your total cost to complete, time to complete, benefits realization profile, just to keep on saying to everyone, hey, we're on track and what we said we were going to do, we still believe we'll do. So keep people focused on the end goal and don't focus entirely on the near term, but keep an eye on where it is you're trying to ultimately get to and communicate that. I wonder when they look at the long-term goals, what often they don't have enough quick wins in the benefits profile though. That'd be the one area that, that I'd probably suggest most programs focus is getting those quick wins as far as benefits realization. But I think people do lose patience when you haven't got a almost continuous flow of benefit, small or large. Yeah, I think the, the days of planning a five-year transformation program and then waiting for five years to get the benefits are, are well gone. To me, making sure that the people in the organization that are going to have to live with the transformation really understand it, bringing customers into that process. If your business is the sort of business where you can do that, then bring customers into that conversation and make sure that it works well for them. So I think a great understanding, which flows from the requirements around 
the sort of customer experience, the sort of staff experience, that total experience really that you're trying to deliver through the transformation. It is absolutely vital. I think change management plays a huge part in that. And although a lot of people pay lip service to it, relatively few companies genuinely invest and sustain that investment to make sure that actually everyone is prepared to pick it up and run with it once these transformations start to land. Shane, I I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the amount of organizations that I've gone into that lip service is beyond belief. It's it's exceptionally important, but it's never really looked at in the same way. But for me, the other one I've always found is just a realization at different seniority level as well, just what their true technology landscape is. There's, There's very much a bit of a misconception in terms of where they are technologically versus where they want to be going and the sort of services and things they want to be delivering. We all talk about, oh, we want to deliver this sort of seamless customer journey and experience. But, you know, sometimes the technology platforms just don't enable that. And that sort of separation creates a lot of challenges as well, because people sometimes are always reluctant to go up the chain going, well, actually, it all sounds simple, but technically we just can't enable that sort of thing without changing this. And that can create some disparity as well and and understanding. And I think... You know, we've touched a little bit on the call today, but I think that transparency point in terms of, again, getting to the facts is so, so crucial uh, in terms of really understanding your base and starting point. Yeah, look, and I think you can't be an executive in a business these days and not be able to grasp the reality of the opportunities and the constraints that the technology that you're using imposes on your business. That's not just the CIO's job. That should be all executives' job to have a grasp of that. And, you know, there can be a, a relationship develop the execution team that basically suggests that it's an execution problem when actually it's often a alignment back to strategy disconnect and they need to set a different direction or they, they need to change. Perhaps there's been a, a big competitive move in the market or a regulator has intervened and the rules have changed or who knows, maybe a global pandemic comes along, um, something crazy like that. And I think often changes come along in these programs, but the executives and the team don't go right back to the basics and reestablish the strategic mandate and take the time to make sure that their plan to complete is still actually the right one. It is still relevant. It does actually deliver on the new company strategy because they're in delivery mode and they don't think they can afford to take the time to go back and actually reconfirm that. But the reality is they can't afford not to take the time. The good news is that nearly every company has a lot of opportunity to leverage digital technology much, much more heavily. So the benefits of transformation is still there. And I don't know of any company that's really exhausted that pot yet. And the other thing I would say that's also great is as ways of working mature, as the sort of methods that people like alumni, our team uses to architect these programs, the risk also starts decreasing. So the lessons learned in the industry over the last four or five years, the new techniques and tools that companies have that can shore up these types of transformations will invariably make them more successful going forward. I think that's a great thing. I think the other thing I'll I'll call that as a need in the industry that would be a positive thing to see is I think companies actually need more ambition than they currently have. So we've seen a lot of companies come in and disrupt markets, but a lot of the big players just have the fantastic opportunity to move forward and pick up where some of those players are, are coming in and do it with scale, where an early stage company can't. So you have the right response, the right planning, the right program architectures, the right business strategy, and the right commitment to follow through. They just can't go wrong because it's just such a big pot available, big pot of benefit.
Yeah, I think there is a real confidence rebuilding cycle. I think first and foremost, my, my final message would be that it is possible to succeed with the digital transformation and it's possible to avoid the need for an intervention and a comeback or a turnaround effort. You know, if you get the basics that we've talked about right up front, you can be successful. It won't be without its challenges along the way, but you can absolutely succeed with these. And we need to see these things succeeding more at first up. But if you do need an intervention, that is also possible. You can tap experience to help turn things around and still get to the finish line in a calm, sort of disciplined manner. I think you yourself highlighted at the start of a transformation, knowing you've got the right experience around the table, that the right sort of joint effort is involved. And similarly, we talk about recovery. The key takeaway really is just make sure you've got the right balance of experience. So you've got those strategic goals set out and then you've got the experience to help deliver against mm. those strategic goals, I think is really the, the core message that's coming out. So Shane, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It was so wonderful to hear some of your experience. Thank you to our listeners again. Hopefully this was something you've all found useful and give you some food for thought in some of your potential transformations and, and potentially where you are in your particular percentage of success of transformations. But thanks everyone and we'll speak to you in the next podcast.